365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Riordan. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store. Hello, and you're very welcome to episode 24 of Purple Psychology. I'm Marie O'Riordan. Thank you for tuning in in 53 countries. You can get further details, check out the website purplepsychology.com. Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, welcome back. Thank you. This time we're talking about, in this episode, seminar junkies. Yes, we're probably going to offend half the population here, but it has been an observation of mine that... A lot of our clients have done a number of personal development courses before they've come to us. Um, and they seem to constantly sort of been traveling around going to this seminar and that seminar. And it's, it almost feels like as if they've been constantly searching for something. Without success. Well, this is the interesting part because a few months ago, um, you remember we were inter- interviewed by Karen. Yeah, she's in Illinois in the United States. Ageless Passions is her, I suppose, what she wants to bring to the world people being passionate about what they're doing. Yeah, so she interviewed us on the whole concept of passion and finding your passion and, you know, how important it was. And what I said to her at the time was that if it was as easy to just find your passion, well, then nobody would be searching um, at these seminars for the fit. So it's not just about finding what you're good at or what you enjoy or what you like. It's The part that hasn't sort of clicked for me with a lot of people is how they go about doing it. What is the actual roadmap? What do they really need to do to to suit their personality? How do they need to work? Why have they kept making those mistakes? What is in the blueprint of their family that stopped them from being successful? And another person who talks a great deal on this is Ken Robbins and his his idea. Sir Ken Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the idea of finding your element. So I sent you off to, to watch him and to research that. So what did you take from it? I was really fascinated by the concept of time and someone else who explains this really well is a book that I read probably in the past 12 months by Dr Claudia Hammond from the BBC, Time Warped. So I think we also experience this fairly often. Um, there is oh, there is this element of time standing still when you're really enjoying yourself and you're in your element and you're doing what you were born to do. And, you know, you're the scientist, you can explain this better, probably. Yeah, well, one of the interesting things about time and personalities is that some personalities have a very good sense of time and a very good sense of time management and a very good sense of how long has passed. And they actually do exam papers really well. Whereas other people, time tends to fly over their head and they don't actually have a sense of how long they've spent doing something and time tends to vanish for them more quickly. Um, and they tend to run out of time in exams and they'll quite often not do a whole question on the exam paper. Next month, there's an international book being released, an education book that you're featured in. Anyone can get an A+. I'm looking forward to reading that. But for people like me to train us in exam timekeeping, I've seen you work with students and do actually kitchen baking and cooking recipes with them so they build up time skills. Yeah, this is a, I'm actually going to do a little bit more about this in a couple of episodes later because actually cooking is a really good time to way to wind out. So you need... 
you need to learn how to use time in a sense of how, how to learn to get into a habit of how long time is and how long you spend doing something. And I'm a real fan of studying for the shortest time possible. And I tend to, to tell my team to not spend longer than 10 minutes doing any task with anybody to keep switching it around. My idea is that you shouldn't spend longer than 10 minutes doing something the same way. You should change it. But also then it's really important to have ways to actually relax and to learn to just be focusing and immersed in something so you actually wind down. Wind down. Um, so this is the interesting thing. Like I, 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 I struggle a little bit with, with Ken Robinson's, you know, finding your element. I really love that he's trying to make schools more creative because I know that there's an awful lot wrong at the moment and they're very boring. And he's trying to encourage people to find things that they're really good at, like whether it's art or music or writing or dance or whatever it is, and really broaden out the point of school and bring the creativity into it. But in some ways, the whole idea of us becoming so immersed that we completely lose time, for me, kind of means that you're not actually working effectively. You know, it's not as simple as finding your passion. It's not as simply as becoming immersed in it. It's not as simple as having talents. You can have all the talents in the world, but you have to know how to use them and you have to know how it goes with your personality. And you have to realize what you've picked up in the environment generationally as well. Um, and we're going to talk a bit more in the next episode, funnily enough, about small businesses and small businesses tend to be family run. Um, a lot of the ones that we've worked with and the personalities and the motivations. Um, so your motivations, because of your personality, really drive how successful you are in business. You've seen me do the globetrotting and speaking internationally and living out of the suitcase and all that craziness. And being an international speaker and speaking, being a speaker at these seminars. And I guess my definition of a seminar junkie is all of these people who are looking outside of themselves and externally when it's already inside of them, their passion's inside and they're looking in the wrong place. But what's your definition of a seminar junkie? Yes, it is these people who are constantly going to something. And I suppose my my definition is that they've done multiple things and they still don't perceive themselves to be successful and they're still looking for something. Speaking of multiple things, can I change track for a moment? Because we were driving recently and there was a male driver in front of us was having severe difficulties with hill starting and a slight gradient difference on the road. And I must apologize in advance because I have absolutely no comprehension of someone who has difficulty learning to drive or doing hill starts because it comes so naturally and automatically to me. But you were explaining that no, it's not an automatic thing for most people and I did not realize that. Yes, not everybody works in a multiple way. And if you think about hill starts, um, you there's a couple of different reasons why you find them difficult actually. One is that you've got to do a number of things at the same time because you've got to let the clutch out and use the accelerator at the same time and probably let down the handbrake and do that all in, in, in sync. So some people are not good at sequences so that'd be one reason why they'd find it hard so they wouldn't get the sequence right. Other people wouldn't get it right because they don't feel the car in the way that you do so they don't know when the clutch has has been let off enough for the accelerator actually to bite and they can't feel that they haven't got that sense they're not in sync with the car and then they've got so many things to do at the same time so yes it is one of the things it's one of the, things, the biggest reasons why people fail their driving test I know people who've done their driving tests 20 times and they still failed and I went in there first time got it first time and I remember going into the reception area before the examiners you know came out and um 
There were people in the waiting room consoling me beforehand. Ah, don't worry, love. You'll get it the next time. This was in Dublin. Shortly, you know, this was in Dublin City. And for me to be a, a country girl and doing a city slicker driving test. And uh, I just came in with my pink slip waving. Go, passed first time. And they're all going, how did she do that? Yeah, well, you know, some some people uh, a bit of. How luck. did you find your driving test? I I got it first time as well. Um, I I don't know, like I I well, I always have always had a passion for cars as well. Um, but yeah, like it's it's not an easy thing to do. It it is it involves it's a whole skill set, and um, I must say that though you're quite smug about the fact you got your driving test first time you are not good at space relations no and you, I'm terrible and you cannot parallel park to save your life no I can't I, uh, I learned how to drive in Germany on the wrong side of the road and that's not my excuse because my space relations are absolutely dreadful absolutely terrible and the other thing is I had to do the 40 questions test as well before getting the full license and I got 40 out of 40 and I finished my test in a matter of minutes and the the supervisor came over to me and he said, ah, it's all right, girl, if you, if you couldn't manage it, it's okay, you'll get it the next time. I said, I'm done. He said, you've done this in the fastest time we've ever seen someone finish. Yeah, well, again, you've very good reading skills. And I actually, like, I, you know, the computer tests are very hard for some people to get. And actually, there's a whole sector of industries from personal training to um, various business courses and I've seen people really struggle with online tests and it's actually it's a it's um it's a format that really doesn't suit a lot of people. You have incredible space relations skills you can walk into any space any room and you will know exactly what fits there and what doesn't me I, no way it, it's just like I, I I can't gauge I can't gauge like that at all so what's going on with people like me who have absolutely dreadful space relations skills? You can certainly um, practice them and develop them better, but I think some people are naturally better at space relations and dyslexic brains automatically have amazing space relations. But you can certainly improve upon them and certainly it does depend on the sort of childhood toys that you have. That's interesting. So what toys should young kids be playing with? Um, any of the, the sort of blocks that fit together. I had some really amazing kind of... Um, they, it wasn't just Lego. I had all sorts of shapes that fitted together, and there's all sorts of um, there. There is blocks that fit into boxes, and you know, there's a whole series of things that you make and you turn around and you fit, and things that go together and that you take apart. Um, and even like very young children, um, like a lot of the Fisher Price stuff. Um, yes, there's the shapes that go into shapes, but there's also people that slot into. Uh, I remember a fire engine, I remember teaching a very small child how to play with a fire engine that sort of came apart and went back together and all the people sat into the little circles and, you know, so there is, there's a huge amount of space relations in a lot of, in a lot of toys. To summarise episode 24. I think people do need to sit up and wonder if they are becoming a seminar junkie and what they're searching for. I do think it's incredibly important to find your passion or your element and it's kind of the, you know, what you're really good at in a sense and what you really joy, enjoy. Um, but similarly, you do need to sit down and look at the roadmap and look at the patterns. And especially if it's a business, it's really important to look at it after two years, after five years, after seven years, where you actually are. The patterns? Yeah, the patterns. That's episode 24 of Purple Psychology. Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. You can send your questions and check out purplepsychology.com on the website. Thank you for listening in 53 countries. We look forward to speaking to you next time. 
365 Success app offers a simple daily tip for a more balanced life. 365 Success is a one-year plan over six levels where a new tip is displayed each day. The people behind 365 Success are academic and creative life hackers Dr. Nisha O'Reilly, Dr. Graham Hughes and Marie O'Reardon. Discover 365 Success, available now in the App Store.